Hello, innovative teachers. Welcome to our mini holiday series where we are talking with current teachers who are some of the best in the innovative and STEM technology committees and communities all around us. So we're very excited today to have Molly, who is passionate about tutoring and helping teachers start their tutoring business to change the world around them with innovative ways and in teaching like you've never seen. Stay tuned for a great episode. The Innovative Teacher Podcast is created for teachers to learn and grow together and move their classrooms forward. Current K-5 through STEM teachers, Naomi Meredith and Spencer Sharp, dive into various technology topics. They talk makerspace, STEAM, and PBL, and other hands-on tasks to engage your students. Every Thursday, they bring you the best in technology in the classroom, from interviewing people to real examples from our own classroom. They fully believe that being an innovative teacher is what will separate you from the rest of the pack, turning your classroom into something that you love and are passionate about. So come join them as we try to impact the world of education. And now, your hosts, Naomi and Spencer. So Molly, thank you for joining us today. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. I know we're all like in Instagram family, basically here, if you want to call it that, or friends or whatever. Um, so we kind of know what you're about, but would you mind telling our uh, podcast listeners exactly what you do? Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, like mm -hmm. you said that we met on Instagram and it's just been really cool to meet other teachers and like you feel like you have these friends all over the United States and the world really. Um, but like you said, my name is Molly Wheatley. Um, I go by Literacy Fundamentals. So if that's confusing for anyone, I'll kind of explain why and how that came about. Um, I am a first grade teacher. I'm teaching online this year. Um, I've taught kindergarten as well. I also teach college level classes too. That's a whole nother story. Um, but anyways, I own my own tutoring business and I tutor a bunch of kids right now, but I also help teachers who want to start their own tutoring side hustle because I firmly believe that tutoring is something that comes so naturally to classroom teachers. And as a classroom teacher, you don't have to sell things that you're not really interested in. You know, we see Instagram is like overloaded with people selling crazy stuff all the time. And for me, tutoring was just like a natural step outside of the classroom. And it really helped with teacher burnout that I was struggling with a few years ago. And so that's kind of how I got into it. Um, and so that's kind of my mission right now is to help as many teachers as I can with starting a tutoring side hustle. Maybe they'll overcome their burnout or find a passion they never knew they had. I love that. And I love how like you used the words like, you know, you don't have to sell something and something that we always talk about on this podcast, I feel like a lot is, you know, innovation. We're called the Innovative Teacher Podcast. So I feel like you're representing that, you know, not only in, you know, when you tutor for science, but reading everything. So that's what we're going to talk about today, because I feel like that's so cool that you um, do that. So when you tutor and when you're, you know, helping other teachers try to start a tutoring business, what are some different like ways that you've had them kind of say, hey, this is the instructional strategy I use, or, you know, maybe you use STEM this way versus that way. So what are some ways that you kind of set yourself apart from the other tutoring world? 
That's a really great question. So I started off tutoring in just literacy and because I'm really passionate about teaching reading and writing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of what I'm really good at in the classroom. So I, I will often tell teachers when they're trying to pick a, a niche, go with your favorite thing that you teach in the classroom. That's awesome. Um, because it's it's just a natural progression, you know. Um, but the way I kind of got started with STEM in my tutoring business was right now, um, I'm tutoring a couple families that want enrichment for their kids. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool. So um, instead of like, you know, anything with remediation, they're like, no, we're on level. We just want our kids to have an in-person teacher come to their house and work with our kids and give them that kind of like one-to-one -one that they're not getting right now online. So anyways, back to STEM. I have a kiddo right now that loves to build things. Mm -hmm. And so we just started Googling STEM projects and that's mm -hmm. how it started. Cool. And then I realized as a classroom teacher, the most happy I've ever seen my kids is when they're doing STEM with our media specialist who does that at my homeschool. They're the most happy, <laughs> they're so engaged. And then I try to recreate those things in my own classroom, but you guys know it's a little bit more difficult to do online um, just because of supplies, like getting the kids the supplies. But with tutoring, I can do that because I'm going to their house, wearing a mask right now and bringing the supplies with me. And recently we built a robot, a solar powered little T-Rex robot. Oh, nice. And the cool thing has been that, so it didn't work and we had to take it completely apart and rebuild it. And that's what we're doing right now. And it's just so cool to not have to have a lesson plan. You know, I'm just, I brought a robot over to her house and we're just putting it together. So I think like, if you're thinking about tutoring, it doesn't have to be boring and you're just working with kids that need remediation, even though that can be fun too, but there are gifted kids and kids that want enrichment and STEM is the perfect fit for that. And I, I love how you, basically painted a picture for our audience about what tutoring is because like when I was growing up and I heard someone was getting like when people heard like I was getting tutored because like I said in the last episode and you pointed out on the Instagram the one day like I had a tutor and like I was embarrassed to tell people I had a tutor and like you know I like kind of hit it because I thought it was such like a bad thing and I don't think it has to be a bad thing like you said it's enrichment um I love that you talked about you know well they wanted STEM and you know it was all about discovery like you know there was a light plan but then hey it went this way so we're gonna try this or do that and like really that's what me and naomi do a lot with like full classes but one-on-one -on -one, i bet that experience is phenomenal because especially when you're one-on-one -on -one like that the kind of knowledge that can take place and the kind of like overall experience that okay. those kids are getting it's probably incredible i can't imagine that that is so cool yeah that's i'm so glad you said that because Part of my journey as a teacher, I told you guys I went through burnout really bad when I switched schools mm -hmm. a couple years ago, really bad, like to the point of like crying in my car on the way home from oh. school. And really what saved me was listening to business podcasts and kind of like envisioning myself in the future. What do I want for myself? But knowing that I was a teacher, like I talked to you, Spencer, about like having a parent as a teacher. Mm -hmm. I feel really blessed that I was raised by a teacher and I just feel like it's in my blood. And so I got that spark back in my life from tutoring because like you said one-on-one -on -one is just so different we don't get that in the classroom it is so rare that you get to work with a kid one-on-one -on -one. but with tutoring I get to do that every day and I love it so much because of that I can't I hope people watch this YouTube video because like the way you just yeah. said that was so Thank much God. passion you gave me like chills there goodness oh yeah. stop <laughs> I totally well, it's I true yeah 
I totally understand like that burnout for sure. Like at, this is my ninth year teaching and I totally felt that too, like as a classroom teacher and just in a different way, like STEM really helped me find more of a passion for teaching again. Um, Cause you know, like you like teaching, but then you're like, you, you know, like, you know, that feeling and just having that other outlet to connect with kids is so amazing, but Oh yeah. I think you, you're not a teacher unless you've experienced burnout. I mean, we all go through it. It's normal, but sometimes it's hard to talk about and relate to other people on a personal level, like what you're talking about. Yeah. And you almost feel like embarrassed that you feel like you're like, I know I like teaching, but what's wrong? Like I, I'm just, you feel okay. (laughs) Um, So with your tutoring, has it been all in person or are you doing virtual at all or I know your virtual teaching. Um, have you had any experiences with that right now? Actually, yes. Over the summer, I had a bunch of kids that wanted online tutoring. Um, right now, I only have one client that I kept from the summer um, that's still online, and I see her twice a week. Oh, wow. And I love that, too, because if, if you're kind of worried about the virus, I guess, it's a perfect alternative. Uh, and also it's like, you guys know, when you sign on to teach for the day from your house, it's so quick. So I don't have to drive anywhere when I'm tutoring her. So that's another benefit. Um, and I think it's kind of the wave of the future. You know, you could know somebody in a different state that needs tutoring and yeah. you could have more clients potentially that way. I never even thought about that. Do you have any tips or tricks for teaching virtual in general that you found have been helpful? I know you shared your uh, document camera on Instagram, which was super helpful. Do you have any other good tips for teachers? Oh my gosh. I was going to say, if you didn't mention him, <laughs> this document <Right> camera, <laughs> I should name it. That's how close I feel to it. Well, I love teaching handwriting in in my first grade class um, with, you know, teaching letter sound awareness, all that stuff. So I don't know how you would survive without a document camera right now. Um, But with tutoring, I use that all the time with my online client um, because we're working on a lot of things that involve a dry erase board. Oh, wow. Um, And I can imagine if you had any manipulatives that you were using, if the kid had the exact same things at home, then you could, you know, use the doc cam. That would honestly be my number one thing for teaching online. I think you can survive any, oh, another monitor. Oh, right. So a document camera and two monitors. I don't know how you could survive without the other monitor either. Yes, I need one so bad. I totally agree. (laughs) I had, when I actually, before I was a teacher, I did like some marketing and programming for like these kiosks. That this guy and he had he gave me two monitors. Oh wow! That's the, number, that's the number one thing I miss was like having two monitors like that. And I always tell my wife, I'm like, someday I will have two monitors. Not today, <laughs> but I will someday. Mark my words. Uh, I so relate to that, Spencer, because I started teaching later in life. I was probably 27 or so, and I always worked at a bank or a loan department area. <laughs> so I always had two monitors, you know, because you're typing fast and inputting information and then I went to teaching and you, I don't know, in the regular classroom, you don't use the computer too much with little kids. I've always been right. K-1, you know, mm-hmm. smart board projects it, but home, oh my gosh, the second <laughs> monitor worth every penny. I was going to say, once you have, like, once you use it, it's one of those things like, yeah. you're like, well, I don't know if I can do without it anymore. Right. <laughs> the only thing I do, I guess, like dual monitor in my classroom is when I, um, what is it called? When you use like your projector you have one thing on your projector and then you have something else on your computer is it not split screen screen sharing yeah kind of like screen share but 
that's like the closest I've ever gotten to dual monitor. So I can check my email on one and share the timer on the other. Right. <laughs> so, um, Molly, as far as what we've talked about so far, I feel like a lot was obviously STEM and, you know, me and Naomi teach STEM, but a lot of times on the Innovative Teacher Podcast, we like to talk about just some different ways that you're approaching education as a whole. So um, what are some different ways when you're doing that one-on-one tutoring that maybe you're doing reading a little bit different or writing or whatever subject it may be um, that you're approaching, maybe like a way you'd want to share almost like a little secret with our Innovative Teacher community? Well, I think the, the thing I mentioned earlier about tutoring is that you do get to work with kids one-on-one. And so I think that's kind of the secret of tutoring is that you really get to know them. I mean, how many times have you guys experienced the end of a school year and you're like, wow, I didn't really get to know a couple of the kids in my class as well as I wanted to. Oh, yeah. And it just, that kind of chips away at me. You know, that's part of the burnout. Um, They're just, especially when working at a title school and just having kids come in and out and in and out, that was part of it for me. Um, So I think that's, the the secret is just the one-on-one because you get to know them so well within a few sessions. Um, And another thing about tutoring, most of my clients are former students. So I already knew them and that. That's how, that's how you should get clients. Honestly, yeah. like people are like, oh, do you need to advertise? No, send an email that, to all the former parents, you know, explaining what you're doing now. And you'll be shocked how many people write you back and say, mm-hmm. actually, yes, we could really use some help. And then you already have that relationship. So you can figure things out. Um, I also will email former teachers too, with, with the parents permission and just kind of find some things out about them and try to, you know, fill in the holes the best I can. But as far as doing anything different, I think really just the fact that if you're tutoring in person, that's different for them right now. They're not seeing people in person. So they're loving it. And not only that, but it sounds like too, when you're with those kids, when you get to know them a little bit better, you probably get to know their interests and their dislikes. Like I know as a kid, there's certain, like I wasn't a very good reader and they found out a lot of it too, was I just didn't like a lot of the books we were reading like, together in classes. Like I didn't like them. Like I thought they were kind of pointless and I wanted, and I was really into sports. So I wanted to read about sports. And my teacher told me, no, you cannot read about sports. I'm like, why not? You know, because it was, it was like my interest, you know, and I wanted to do it. And then it kind of turned me away from reading. And then I fell behind. Okay. You saying that sparked a memory for me to kind of answer your question even better So my favorite professor in college, my favorite uh, education professor always said interest trumps ability. So it does, it does not matter if you're not reading at a level 10, let's say, but you want the baseball book that's level 10, let the kid get it anyways. Mm -hmm. So I do that a lot. I pick books for my clients that I know that they like, like you were saying, I know them so well, I'm not going to pick a book about American girl dolls. If my kid is into basketball. You know, that's a really wild example, but no, that's a good one because I feel like that's true, you know, and especially when it comes to, you know, this topic we're on with tutoring and doing one-on-one, I feel like the thing I'm pulling away from this, that's like making me like, you know, happy and feel good and making me say like, man, I want my kids to get tutored is that one-on-one experience. Cause like a lot of times in schools with the classroom sizes we have nowadays, kids don't really get the attention they need or deserve, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the toughest part about it, I think, is you don't you don't know what kind of experience you're going to get. And everyone gets such a different one. 
and you could probably sit here and think of countless stories where it's like, oh, and I had this, you know, time with this kid one-on-one and they had this breakthrough and it made me so excited, you know, and those things, they make you excited. They make you want to keep on doing it and it makes a kid want to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, special projects that you're working on right now that we should be keeping an eye out for and for teachers who are interested in starting their tutoring business or um, any other ideas that they should be watching you for? Uh, Well, if a teacher hearing this is interested in starting a tutoring side hustle, they can definitely contact me um, in a variety of ways. I'm on Instagram, like you guys said. And um, I have a website too, and I push out weekly content on my blog to try to help teachers with their tutoring business. Um, And that's what I use Instagram for too, is trying to serve uh, the people that are interested in what I have to say about tutoring. Um, But as far as any projects go, um, I like, do you guys mean with my tutoring kiddos or do you mean with like teachers? You can do both. Yeah. yeah, We like both. We're excited. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, as far as projects go with kids that I'm working with, I think I mentioned that I mostly do reading and writing, but I'm lucky enough right now to have a couple kids that want enrichment. So STEM. So I'm trying to post about that on Instagram when we do cool stuff, um, but also protecting their identity too. So that's kind of a hard part is I want to show all these things, but I don't want to show their faces. So be on the lookout for that, especially once we fix the robot and eventually it'll be working. Yeah, I can't wait. Knock on wood. You got to tag the, you got to talk, tag the podcast so we can let everyone see the results. Yes. Oh, I will for sure. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, but as far as um, projects with teachers, you know, I'm always looking to help teachers start their tutoring business. So I have a 10 step guide that's free on my website. And if they want the first 10 steps, the things that took me a couple of years to figure out the hard way, it's there for the taking. I like that. Um, if like, let's say there's a parent listening. Cause I know we have a lot of parents that reach out to me and they listen to this cause they want to give like enrichment for their kids. Well, maybe they're listening to it now thinking, man, Molly could do that for me. Is there a way they could on your website? Is there like a form or something they can fill out to become one of your clients possibly? Yes, I have that both. I have it for parents and for, and for um, anybody that wants to start a tutoring business. So I have, you were prepared um, for all situations. No. <laughs> I am. I have really, like I said, I've spent a couple of years just really honing in on it and making it user-friendly. That's awesome. So where, what is your Instagram handle and website that um, our listeners can find you at? So on Instagram, I'm at literacy fundamentals, just like it sounds. Um, it's kind of a mouthful. My husband came up with that. I have to give him props yeah. for that. <laughs> It was back when I thought, oh no, I don't want people to know who I really am. You know, yeah. I was like so paranoid about that as a teacher. And now I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> I am who I am. Um, and my website, so you have to get this right because I couldn't score the .com. So it's literacyfundamentals.net. Okay, okay, perfect. And my picture pops right up when you see it. So you'll you'll see me, you'll recognize me right away. You'll know you're on the right spot. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll link everything in the show notes for our listeners too. That way they can easily click on it. But in case they're driving and listening right now, then they can just listen to it and maybe paint a mental picture and say, Hey, I got to look at that later. So. Well, thank you so much again, Molly, for being here. We really enjoyed talking to you. You really inspired us to possibly start our own um, tutoring side hustle, which we 
always are looking for other ways to be innovative. Um, but for our listeners, thank you so much. If you're interested in collaborating with us, whether it's an interview, marketing opportunity, or having us present at our school, send us an email at innovativeteacherpodcast at gmail.com. We are getting booked up for the spring. So definitely, um, contact us and we can get connected. And also, if you are loving the podcast, make sure to subscribe and rate and review. This helps us spread the word to other innovative teachers in our community and help connect with one another. Thank you so much again for listening today and we'll see you in the next episode. This has been the Innovative Teacher Podcast with hosts Naomi Meredith and Spencer Sharp. Tune in next Thursday for another edition as we help teachers learn and grow together and move their classrooms forward. Music by Audionautics.com. Thanks for listening.